For God so loved that he gave. For God so loves that he gives. Oh, hallelujah. You see, he never changes. He just keeps on giving. Amen. He keeps on pouring out of his spirit. He keeps on unfolding his goodness day by day. Amen. And his mercy day by day. We worship a loving, generous God. Why don't you turn to someone and tell them that? We worship a loving and a generous God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah, and reflecting on that, you know, it's, it's uh, well, let's just pray. Father, we thank you for today. <sighs> we welcome spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. We ask that you would flood the eyes of our understanding with light, that we come to know you like never before. Lord, that you unveil things that you have hidden for us in Jesus' name. I'm going to run with that a little bit. You know, he's hidden things for us, never from us. Amen? He's hidden treasures for us. And he wants us to hunger for them. He wants us to actually dig for them. Amen? Not just sort of like, but chance something just turns up in our life. But he wants us to hunger for his word. He wants us to hunger for the knowledge of him. He wants us to hunger for the experiential knowledge of him. Yeah, and, and, and he wants us to get into his word like never before so that he can unveil the things that were hidden for us just for today. And I believe there's things hidden for us for today. Anybody else? He's hidden things for us today because he wants us continually filled with confident expectation that he's going to reveal another facet of his glory, another facet of his goodness. Oh, hallelujah. Another facet of his grace. Amen. Another facet of this amazing love that he has for us. The love that he, that, that he cherished in his heart when he gave his son. Yeah. His only son for us. He gave him to bring a manifestation of who he is. He gave him to bring a demonstration of his love for us. Amen. And that's what he's calling sons for today. He sent a son to bring a manifestation of his goodness. And we see in Romans 8 where all creation is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God so that they can experience his goodness here and now on this earth. Amen. You see, he sends sons because he loved. He sent a son who experienced his love, who knew his love. And he sends sons who experienced his love and know his love to bring his love Oh, hallelujah. Amen? To a dying world, to a hurting world. Praise the Lord. And guess who the sons and daughters are? Come on, lift your hand if you're a son or a daughter of the Most High. And that's, that's our purpose. You know, many people say, well, what's, I don't know what my purpose is. You know, in whatever thing you are called to do, wherever, the marketplace, wherever, education, wherever it is, we are there. We are planted by God purposely to bring a manifestation of his love into that sphere of influence that he's called us into. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His sons to bring a demonstration of his love. No, the last week, as you know, we weren't here last week. We were on our victory conference. And while I was in worship one morning, um, ah, Hallelujah. I just experienced this, this welling up on the inside of me to pour out to him, to pour out onto the altar, the altar of sacrifice. 
And the Lord said to me, I'm imparting a grace for surrender. Oh, hallelujah. A grace for surrender. Amen. And he said to me, he said, many are waiting for a move of God. They're waiting for me to move. He said, but the move will come through my church. Because it's out of my belly that I'm going to pour. It's out of my spirit that I'm going to pour. And his spirit is on the inside of us. Amen. So you see, what happens is when we move, he moves. Many are waiting for something to happen externally, but he says, when you move, I move. Hallelujah. You see, he's placed on the inside of us that we would move. Turn to someone and say, it's our turn to move. Amen. It's our turn to move. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's our turn to surrender to the love of God, surrendered love. Amen. Moves. Surrendered love doesn't wait for a move. Surrendered love moves. Oh, glory to God. Has anyone got that? I said surrendered love doesn't wait for a move. Surrendered love moves. You see, surrendered love in Jesus. Jesus had compassion on the people. Compassion moved him to heal the sick. Amen. He had compassion on the people. Compassion moved him to teach them a better way. How? By demonstration. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God says, I'm touching the hearts of many that they would move to bring a demonstration of my love. Amen. To confirm the confident expectation that's on the inside. That the plans of God, the purposes of God, the good things that God has prepared for us will become manifested. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to turn to Ezekiel 36 with me if you would. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's go back. Oh, to Matthew 26. I want to say, what does surrendered love look like? We see it in Matthew 26, verse 39, amplified. Jesus said, I'm going a little farther. He went further. Someone say, turn to someone and say, I'm going further. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I'm getting so many titles for today's message. They're going everywhere. <laughs> I'm going a little further. He threw himself upon the ground on his face and he prayed saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, not what I desire, but as you will and desire. As you will and desire. You know, there's many applications for prayer. But this is one prayer of consecration and dedication that I believe that the Lord is gracing us to make in this hour. The prayer of consecration and dedication. Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And you know, you really feel safe and secure to pray that prayer when you know the love of God. You feel safe because you know the will of the Father. Amen. It is that not any of us would perish, but all be saved and come into a knowledge of the truth. The will of the Father is that all be healed. Amen. All be delivered. Yeah. All be dis saved from judgment. Amen. That's the will of the Father. Jesus brought that demonstration. And when we truly experience the love of God and know how much he cares for us, then we really feel safe to say, not my will, but your will be done. Why? Because you know that his will is greater than your will. 
What he calls good is greater than what you could possibly think or pray for or desire or dream about. His good is so much greater than, you know what, we need to consecrate ourselves in prayer. And say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. I want to surrender my will to your will because I know you only have amazing things in store. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, some people think that's a bit of a scary prayer. But, you know, we actually die to live. Jesus actually died to live. Yeah? And, you know, if we're truly, church, if we didn't know what true living is, we're going to have to die to live. We're going to have to die to what we desire and, and, and hunger for what he desires. And, you know, that desire is on the inside of us. But he's saying yield to it. Yield to it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. The prayer of consecration and dedication is really safe for new creations to make. Amen. Ezekiel 36, verse 26, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. I will give you a new heart. And I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Hallelujah. We've had heart surgery. When we were born again, we were given a heart transplant. Amen? A new heart. A new heart that is sensitive to the touch of God. It's already been given. I'm going to read that again. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees. You, you will follow my word. You will follow my instructions just by nature. It's just, it becomes normal for us to, to follow the leading of God. When we trust in him and we know how much we're loved, he says, I'm putting in a heart in you that will follow. Your heart wants to follow. Everything that you hear the Spirit of God say to you, everything that you hear from the Lord, every word that he illuminates to you, you want to follow. The real you wants to follow. You, the real you wants to surrender your will to his will every time you hear his voice. Because he's given you a heart to follow. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, what he's after is people that will just actually yield to who they already are. New creations in Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. Yield to our new nature. Yield to our new heart. Yield to our new Lord. Amen? 2 Corinthians verse 5. New Living Translation again. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe. Verse 14. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. There's some freedom being released. <laughs> will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ. 
you know, you know, what that's saying to me is that I'm, I'm living for him in as much as I am living instead of him on this earth now. I am living in his stead. I am living for him. Not only for him, but for him. It's a two-edge. My heart wants to live for him. What? To please him? To honour him? To express my love for him? And we love him because he first loved us. You see, when you experience that love, you want to love him by, by, by bringing it... But by walking and living surrendered to him. But not only to him, but for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So that we have stopped evaluating ourselves from a human point of view. And at one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ, has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. The new life, the new life, the life that we've been longing for, the life of miracles, the life, the life of signs, the, the, the life of wonders that are in us to be released through us. Amen? You see, the move comes when God's people move. I said, the move of God that you're longing for comes when you begin to move. How many people here want to see the sick healed? How are we going to see that? We're going to see that by laying hands on the sick. Amen? That's part of our commission. We've been empowered to lay hands on the sick that they would recover. Amen? You see, when you move and lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Amen? You want to see a move of God? Then Pray for people. Pray for people who need healing and you will see God move. Because you've become his hands. People know this, but you know what? There needs to be an activation. And Holy Spirit is here to activate us. And, 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 and what he wants to do is he wants to actually thrust us out into the harvest. That we see every sick person as an opportunity for Jesus Christ to be glorified. And we don't say, God, would you do something about that? He's saying, would you do something about that? You're the hands that I'm going to use. You're the feet that I'm going to send. Hallelujah. You all look extremely excited about that. Hallelujah. You know, some would say even right now that, you know, like I've heard this message preached, but I'd like to see a demonstration of it. Um, okay. Move. But I'm waiting to see it. Okay, move. Maybe you'd like to turn to someone and say, it's our turn to move. It's our turn to move. Glory to God. Colossians chapter 1, Passion Translation, verse 26. There is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations. But now it's being revealed, unfolded and manifested 
for every holy believer to experience. Living within you is Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people and God wants everyone to know it. God wants everyone to know it. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, first of all, he wants us to know it. But then he wants everyone to know it. And how are they going to know it? Through demonstration. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Christ is our message. Verse 28. Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts to bring every person into the full understanding of the truth. That's why we speak. That's what our language is. That's the way we communicate. That Christ would, that, 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 we, would every, that we would bring the understanding of Christ to people. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I'm going to start from 28 to go through to 29 again. Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. It has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity with his power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, his desire is that we become living epistles. This word that we're hearing right now not just hit our heads and become knowledge. But it bring a revelation that will move us. He wants us to move, church. It's time to move. Because he is working with us to confirm the message. Hallelujah. Let's go to Mark 16. You know, unless our mind is being continually renewed, we can, we can still be living our life being conformed to the world. Yeah? Yeah. Old patterns of behavior, which Robert mentioned earlier, that cause us to fall short of this glory that's on the inside of us. It causes us to fall short of the glory of God. It causes us to fall short of bringing a manifestation of his goodness. The miracles, signs and wonders that we are waiting for and longing for him to do are waiting within you. Someone says, I don't feel like. It's got nothing to do with what you feel. It's got to do with what you believe. Amen? Hallelujah. Mark 16, verse 15, Amplified. And this is Jesus speaking. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news, the gospel, to every creature of the whole human race. You see, that means everybody. Everybody is privileged enough to hear the gospel. It pertains to everybody. Amen? For God so loved the world. 
You know, some people think there's some kind of selective doctrine, you know, for some, but no, for all. Amen? For everybody, the whole human race. He who believes, who adheres to and trusts in and relies on the gospel and him who sets forth and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere to and trust in and rely on the gospel and him who sets it forth will be condemned. And these attesting signs will accompany those who believe. These are the signs that follow those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will pick up serpents and even if they drink any deadly thing, anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and he sat down at the right hand of the Father. And they went out. Someone say they went out. Hallelujah. And they preached everywhere. You know, sometimes by word, but sometimes just by their presence. Their presence brought a message. They were different. Amen? They walked in a different culture. They, They walked in a different realm. Glory to God. Now listen to this exciting bit. They preached everywhere while the Lord kept working with them. He's working with us. The Lord kept working with them and confirming the message. By the attesting signs and miracles, someone say miracles, that closely accompanied it. Hallelujah. He confirmed the message with signs following. He's the one that confirms the message. He's the one that performs the miracles. He's the one who heals. You see, it's not confidence in us, it's confidence in him. Amen. It's not confidence in how I feel. It's confidence in his love. The love that he has for us and the love that he has for others. And his strong, his desire to bring a manifestation of his goodness so that people's lives will be turned and changed. That the goodness of God will lead people to repent. What does repent mean? Change their mind about God. You know, people, I believe that people are born with, 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 with a sense that, that, that God is a good God. Amen? But they need a demonstration. I remember when I was, I was first born again or when God, I first encountered the goodness of God. It was when my daughter was really, really sick at five years of age. And the religious people told me that that was God's will and he only did great things like this to people who are really, really special. And I said, well, you can keep your God. You can have him. If that's, if that's the way he loves me by sending illness to my daughter, who's now married four children and doing things that they said she would never be able to do. All right, is this okay? All right. Come on. All right. He come into my room and I encountered his love. And you know something, even though it was a God, the God that I was told he was like, you know, sending this, this disease to my child so that, uh, because I'm special. But I encountered his love and I said, that's God. Something in me knew that that was God. What I was told about him wasn't God, but that was God. Why? Because God knows his goodness leads people to change their mind about him. Amen. And we carry him. We carry the demonstration of the goodness of God. 
Church, we carry, he wants us awakened to this. He wants us awakened to the grace of living a surrendered life. Where we just be bold enough to go and pray for someone. That we be bold enough to invite them to church. What are you inviting people to church? That they would, they would see how good he is. That they would experience his presence. You know, if you want to encounter and you want to see miracles happen, then you've got to need one. And if you want to see a miracle, then find someone who needs one. Stop preaching to the healed. The Spirit of God on the inside of you already witnesses that you're hearing the truth right now. How long does it take to convince you? Someone says a bit of grace would be nice. This is grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we move, he moves. Turn to someone and say, when we move, he moves. Amen. Come on. When we move, he moves. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. You know, in, in John 14, 18, let's go there. Thank you, Jesus. Philip said to the Lord, Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and, and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet have you not known me? Philip, have I been with you so long and have you not known me? You know, that's got a two-edged suit. So is, is there people in your life that have known you so long? but don't know who your Lord is? People need to know who we're following. People need to know who we live for. Amen? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and that the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. You see, this is what a surrendered life looks like. Amen? You know, we need practical application. This is what a surrendered life look like, looks like. Yeah? Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the very sake of the works themselves. How are people going to believe for the sake of the very works themselves? Amen? That when we pray, God answers. Yeah? That when people tell us their problems, we pray for them. And we reveal the, the solution. You know, the solver of knotty problems lives on the inside of us. The one who interprets the dreams that they have. The one who interprets the visions that they have. The, the one that reveals the truth so that they can be set free from the lies that they believed about themselves. That lie that's been haunting them their whole life that they'll never, ever. You know, I've heard some people testimonies that have said, people have said to them uh, uh, over their lives that they will never, ever uh, come to anything. That they'll never achieve anything. You carry the answer. 
You carry the truth which will set them free from the lies that they've been believing about themselves. Amen? Hallelujah. Some of us could do with being set free from the lies we're believing about ourselves. Amen? For most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, will, he will do also. Have we, do we have any believers here? Well, you know, Jesus is saying the works that he did, you will do also. Yeah? You will do. I said, you, you will do. Not, not wait for him to do. God moved. No, you will do. Who will do? Come on, come on. Who will do? We will do. Amen? Hallelujah. Who will do? Come on, will you? You see, he confirms his word with signs following. He just needs us to say yes. Amen? Glory to God. I can feel the love. Hallelujah. Come on, it is good. It's his word, you know, it's his promise. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Who will do? He will do. You see, when you do, he does. When we do, he does. He confirms his word with signs following. Amen? That I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. When we move, he moves. And you know, we saw there in Ezekiel, he's given us a heart which is sensitive to the touch of our God. But you know what can, what can happen? You know, we've been given a heart that's sensitive to the touch of our God. But, you know, so often when we, unless our minds are being renewed continually to his word, what happens is that, you know, we can, we can press down and push down that unction that says move. And, you know, it, it, he wants us to do the simple things. He wants us to extend the hand of mercy so that we can actually see the miracle that can take place simply through a simple act of obedience. And, and, and the more we're willing to be obedient day by day to the little things, we actually begin to see the manifestation of the miraculous in, some, in ways that are so simple that we thought was so, so very difficult. Yeah? And as we listen to that small, still voice, what he said to me earlier a couple of weeks ago, he says, I want the church to become, their hearing to become acute. That we would hear so clearly. But see, if we keep on resisting that small, to do the little things that we think don't matter. But do you know that it's the little foxes that destroy the vine? You know, a surrendered life looks like... Um, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll do it now. I won't put it off till later. A surrendered life can look so, so, so very simple. I'm going ahead of myself, but I need to. Oh, hallelujah. A surrendered life is a life of obedience. It, 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 he's the one that confirms his word with science following. A, a, a surrendered life can just be hang the washing out now. Because if you hang it out now, it'll dry in time and, and, and because the rain's coming. No, we just put it aside. 
and we don't obey him. A surrendered life doesn't want to sit in the realm of the gossip area. They choose to believe the best of every person. A surrendered life forgives people. Amen? A a, a surrendered life doesn't pay any attention to a suffered wrong. Amen? Come on. A, A surrendered life prays for those who persecute them. Yeah? A surrendered life just does what Jesus says to do. And God says, when you begin to surrender in the small things, you're going to see the great things open out unto you. Amen? But we want to see the enemy surrender when we pray for people. We want to see stuff happen. Amen? But we can't obey him in the little things. How can we be confident the devil's going to obey us when we, when we speak the name of Jesus? Amen? How you doing? I guess we may as well just do some real Christian life. I guess we may as well just walk into some manifestations. I guess we may as well just stop wearing the badge that says I'm a Christian and start living the life that Jesus came for us to begin to live. Because we've got a city that's crying out to see some reality. Amen? A surrendered life isn't just sitting here in the pews every week and getting your name ticked off the roster. It's great that you're here. I appreciate that you are. But a surrendered life lives for Christ day in, day out. Amen? Oh, come on. Amen. A surrendered life, actually, here's a good one, reads their Bible instead of watching their Netflix. When they hear the small, still voice of God say, turn that thing off and get into my scriptures. I want to show you something in John chapter 4. I want to show you. (laughs) I want to reveal something to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Someone turn to someone and say, this is a good word. You know, this is a good word, whether you're liking it or not, whether you're enjoying it or not, it's a good word. Amen? Come on. A surrendered life prays instead of worrying. A surrendered life gives the care of the law, a care of the woes and the fears of this world to the Lord. Amen? Amen? A surrendered life gives when the flesh says withhold. A surrendered life gives a word of kindness and a compliment and encourage someone when the flesh doesn't want to step out in case they're rejected. Amen. That's just what a surrendered life looks like in some way. Glory to God. But do you know what your obedience produces? It produces divine intervention in the natural course of things. Obedience equals surrender. John 14 verse 21 amplified, The person who has my commands and keeps them, is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him. And I will show, reveal, manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. Amen. 
You see, Jesus came because God so loved. He surrendered because he loved. Sons surrender to the will of God because they know they're loved and they love to bring a manifestation of the love of God. Amen? That's what we're called to. You know, if anyone here right now is thinking, what am I born for? You know, the scripture says, for this reason, the Son of Man was made manifest, that he would destroy the works of the devil. And you can sit there and you can say he's already destroyed them, but you are the one who actions that in the here and now. Amen? Hallelujah. We're born for a higher cause. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. David, would you grab a, the team up? Would the team come up for me, please? Hoo-hoo. Shabara krasta medide halale krosto. You know, I believe that there's a longing in the heart of the church right now for a move of God. Anyone else? Here's a key. You know, all the stuff that we accumulate... It's not going to cut it. You can't take it with you. All the things that are grabbing the attention of the church right now, accumulating things. Have you noticed where it says in, in Matthew 6 that moths and rust are going to destroy it, mate. You can't take it with you. Not that he's, he rejoices when we do well. Yeah. He provides bread and he provides seed. But if we're living for the bread, we're living short of the glory of God. Yeah? He has so much more. Nothing satisfies the heart of a believer than bringing a manifestation of the love of God into someone's life. Yeah? Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Just play. David said, bring me a musician. Bring me a minstrel. Glory to God. I know this is a sobering message, but I don't think we've got time for anything less than sobering messages because they actually open the door to such fullness of joy. Whoa. <laughs> 
Yeah. Someone say, God, give me the grace to forgive when I don't want to. There's a grace to surrender that God's releasing today. That we live to please him. You know, I think I shared with you the last time I spoke that the God said to me, he said, people are really wanting a manifestation out in the open, but there's not enough being done in the secret place. Because what's being done in the secret place, I'll make a display of openly. Hey Lord, thank you for the grace. Can someone say thank you for the grace? To pray when I feel like doing something else. Someone say, Lord, give me the boldness to pray for someone without the fear of being rejected. You see, perfect love casts out fear. Yeah? When you know how perfectly you are loved, that's where your security is going to be. There are so many simple ways to express the love of God. Church, why don't we start with the simple ways, a kind word? That's supernatural. In the world, you're... A, a, if you were faced with a, a word of insult, you would insult back. It's supernatural to bless back, to speak a word of blessing. In the world, if you hear a bad report, it's normal to tell someone else. It's supernatural to believe the best. And love covers a multitude of sin. That's supernatural. Hallelujah.